Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. to another episode of Believe in Kentucky post-game wrap-up for the Kentucky LSU game that did not go like we had hoped. Kentucky falls to LSU 75-74. to Had a 15-point lead. Had it in hand. Let it slip away. Gave it away. Uh-oh. In position to handle business and seize control, beat a team you're supposed to beat on the road. They're 13 and 12 after it was 24 to 24 for forever. Kentucky uses some spurtability, as Clark Kellogg likes to say. They hit them with a 12 3 spurt to end the half. 36 27 going into the half. And let's just flash back to some of those games earlier in the season where Kentucky was on the wrong end of some end-of-the-half situations. South Carolina jumps out to me. Uh, at South Carolina, they're trailing 30-25. to 25, And South Carolina gets freed up for a three. And you can just tell by the way the game is going, you, you know Before he shoots it, they're going to make it. It's going to put them up eight. Kentucky goes from being down five to being down eight. Felt like they were down by a lot more than that. When you flip to tonight, when it's 24-24, Kentucky hadn't even shot free throws in the first half. I don't know. Uh, And Corey Price is the stat man. We'll get to some of his tweets later. Um. When was the last time Kentucky went a half without an attempt uh, from the free throw line? But Kentucky ends the half the way you like to see. Uh, they hadn't been doing that at earlier points in the season. They go 12 to 3, 36 27. Then they come out and start the second half. They pick up right where they've left off. It goes 36-27 to boom, 42-27. Two quick threes, 6-0 spurt to start the second half. LSU is reeling. LSU has to call a timeout. The PMAC, Pete Maravich Assembly Center, you can feel the air going out of the arena. It's coming through on the broadcast. You can kind of feel them like, oh, well, it's uh, not going to be our, our night. We don't we don't have anything for the cast this evening. Uh, I'm flying solo tonight, as you can tell. Uh, my co-host Aaron Gershon and former UK quarterback Jalen Whitlow aren't able to be on this evening. But Aaron, of course, is on site covering the game for the Cats Paws, he was in the arena. No doubt he felt it as well. 
and as jazzed up as they were and always are, you can just kind of feel the air going out of the crowd. Like, well, we we tried. It was nice to come out here and nice to be here, but it just ain't going to happen for us. But Kentucky lets them off the hook. Uh, I referenced the game at South Carolina about how Kentucky was so shaky to end the half. Well, LSU just went to Columbia and won. LSU was down 19 on the road at Columbia, came back and won. So they struggled to kind of initially build on that, but they had the confidence from what they just experienced in their last game. We can be down 19 on the road. Oh, that's not ideal. And come back and win. Being down 15 at home, that's doable as well. Not ideal. They didn't go out planning on getting down 15, but they did. And to their credit, they've clawed back twice in a row. Jalen Reed hits the putback there at the buzzer to give them the win after Rob Dillingham had hit a clutch baseline jumper to give us as Kentucky fans what we thought would be the go-ahead and potentially game-winning bucket. Uh, It wasn't to be. Kentucky blocks the shot initially, the first shot, not able to secure the rebound. Reed is able to kind of jump and catch and shoot and get the shot off before the buzzer sounds, all in one motion. And he got it off in time, and the bucket is good. LSU walks off, storms the court, 75-74. They get the win. So as good as Kentucky was, we're talking football about that middle eight, last four minutes of the first half, first four minutes of the second half. Kentucky made its move. And hey, 42-27, that's, you know, Knock them out. You're in control. Win going away. But that that good work was quickly undone because LSU countered with a 15-2 spurt of their own. It was 42-27. You know, you either fight back or get knocked out. They fought back, and they went from being down 42-27 to 44-42 after that 15-2 run. And, well, now we got a game. Now it's going to be a full 40-minute to-the-wire type of game. And, once again, to LSU's credit, that's that's what they did. Um, coming to you courtesy of the Believe Network, uh, Brett Rafino covers LSU, does the RU Serious Sports Podcast. So hats off to you, um, Blake. And, you know, LSU got the W, man. We've had you on here talking to LSU baseball before, and you guys got us again uh, at the buzzer. So hats off to you and the Tigers. I call you Brent. It's late. I meant to say Blake. I apologize. Um, But we mentioned Corey Price, and everybody that follows Corey, you know he is the man with all the stats, all the trivia. So let's look. As some of the tweets Corey put out at the end of this ball game against LSU, 
Um, went historical the first couple of times, and then, well, they all are, but the third one, I'll save it for last. Uh, Kentucky is now 31 and 4 all time when playing on February 21st, with two of those four losses coming against LSU and Baton Rouge uh, tonight and in 1987. Those were the uh, two losses to LSU, 31 and 4 on this date. Well, yesterday now, because we've past midnight, so we're on February 22nd now. Uh, tonight, talking about last night, is just the second time in 39 meetings against LSU at the PMAC that Kentucky has lost to the Tigers by three points or less. They lost 95-94 in overtime on February the 11th, 1978. Now, if we're Auburn fans... We spin that and say, well, hey, 1978, we won a championship when we lost at LSU by three or less. Well, we just lost LSU by three or less. But we're, we're not Auburn fans, so we're not going to spin it like that. Um, Auburn's fans were spinning the Kentucky loss. You know, last time we lost to Kentucky at home, we went to the Final Four. So, look, we're not Auburn fans. We're not going to spin it like that. Um, the last tweet from Corey Price. The last time Kentucky lost a game, this one here, in which they had two players score at least 23 points each, which is what we had tonight. Antonio Reeves uh, and Robert Dillingham. They both went over 20. They combined for 48 points tonight. The last time Kentucky lost a game in which they had two players score at least 23 points was February 28, 2009 versus... LSU, Jody Meeks had 24 that night. Patrick Patterson had 28 that night. They lost 73 to 70. So we got to go all the way back to the Billy Gillespie days for Kentucky to waste 20-point performances by two different guys, uh, scoring at least 23. In the first half, Antonio Reeves was killing them. I mean, dude wasn't even moving the net on his shots was just so locked in so effortless with his scoring when things got sketchy and shaky and you let LSU back in the game and the 15 point lead is gone and you know Dillingham was able to get it going and did Dillingham things tough shots the tough layup where he's just you know sandwiched in between the do two dudes for LSU at the rim squeaks his arm through and flicks it up off the glass for the and one man just just clutch buckets critical buckets but just like the Tennessee game you know Dilly goes off for 35 and it's just wasted nothing to show for it same thing tonight for Dilly and Antonio Reeves Antonio Reeves who Went over the 1,000-point plateau for his career at Kentucky. You know, in two years, uh, joins a short list of players who have been able to score uh, 1,000 points during their time at UK. So, if you caught our episode before the game, which that had audio as well. That was live on Facebook and Twitter and YouTube. Doing the old school audio now because I had a little technical difficulties with the live portion. Um, 
there's video but there wasn't the audio and that was that was my bad so recording the audio now uh, but we talked about letting one become two you hear stoops say that all the time in reverse don't let one loss become two well kentucky in this situation wanted to let one tough win on the road at auburn become two when you get another tough win on the road at lsu and they were in position to do so and they let lsu off the hook they had them but let them off the hook so i titled this episode you know a mini mardi gras miracle in reverse now this isn't to the same level of what kentucky did at lsu in 94 at all uh, overcoming the 31 point deficit you know with 68 37 with 15 minutes left but for this barely above 500 lsu team who you know was dealing with injuries you know damian collins didn't play a lot of guys hurt to be down 15 and then scratch and claw and come back and and take this game away from kentucky it's like a mini mardi gras miracle in reverse and it undoes what happened at Auburn. You have the three home losses in a row at Rupp Arena for the first time in my lifetime, for the first time in the history of Rupp Arena. You go and get right in a big way at Auburn. Get everybody feeling good about, okay, all right, two good games defensively, solid. You know, there's differences on defense and physicality and then this second half happens where you give up 48 points, the baseline, giving up baseline drives, giving up, you know, drive to the bucket. Um, so you revert. Now, Cal tried to temper all that and say, you know, we're probably going to take a few more spills on the way. Might take a couple spills. And this was a spill that you shouldn't have taken when you're up 15. You know, maybe you do take a spill. Maybe you take a spill against Alabama. Maybe you take a spill at Tennessee. But to to have control like you did tonight at LSU and then end up having this game be a game where you take a spill, you probably didn't anticipate that. Uh, and we'll get back to, you know, Cal's actions when he doesn't anticipate those things here in just a second. Um we got to tell y'all about the Autograph app. You've heard us talk about it the past few episodes. Uh, got to mention it again. We partnered up with the Autograph app. And what you're able to do is reward yourself for doing what you already do. You're going to listen to podcasts. You're going to read articles. You're going to check out the UK content and the various different outlets. So why not get rewarded for doing what you already do? Uh, the team at Autograph, it's co-funded by Tom Brady, is redefining the fan experience by letting users earn points for the acts of fandom they take every day, like listening to this show. We definitely appreciate that. The Autograph Fandom app gives you access to all your favorite Kentucky content in one place and offers rewards like tickets, exclusive merchandise, and more. You're already listening to our show, but now you can earn points and get rewarded for it. Head over to the Apple App Store and download the Autograph Phantom Rewarded app and use the code Believe Kentucky B L E A V Kentucky 
and get rewarded for doing what you do. The link will also be in the description of this podcast and use that promo code, Believe Kentucky. If you're a fan of another school, you can still hop on there, use the Believe Kentucky promo code, and then find what you want about the school that you root for. Uh, It's a great app. All the content right there consolidated in one spot. So check out that autograph app for sure. Talked about uh, Cal and and the behavior when you take a spill. Uh, We saw what happened Saturday when you know he popped off and and flexed and clapped back because the media members there were were assembled. uh, Large quantity of media members there and. He thought, hey, y'all are here to see us take a loss. Y'all, y'all didn't see what you thought you would see. And he kind of, you know, puffed up at him and let him know, oh, y'all thought you were going to see a funeral. Even said on his show with Tom Leach Monday night, yeah, we're not dead yet. Uh, Talking about the coach, I think Abe Lemons at Texas, an old coach who, um, that went at the media when they were trying to throw dirt on him and his teams. And so, you know, Cal was taking that approach as well. We're not dead yet. You you didn't see what you thought you were going to see. thought you were going to see us get destroyed by Auburn. That's not what happened. And so he let him know about it. You know, he he talked that talk. He said it with his chest. Now, you fast forward one game and, you know, several members of the media there for the press conference, uh, Aaron Gershon himself, uh, for our podcast there for the Cats Pause, uh, Cameron Drummond for the Herald Leader, you know, John Calipari only took two questions during his post-game media conference after LSU defeated UK 75-74 in Baton Rouge. You have John Clay from the Herald Leader quote tweeting Cameron Drummond saying the swaggy cow we saw on Saturday was the I've got to catch a plane cow tonight. So, real short, really getting out of there. Don't have time to you know, face the music and, and answer questions. Um, let's see. Let me find Aaron's tweet. Um, Calipari leaves after three questions and plenty of hands raised. Two questions where plenty of media members were still trying to... Uh, to ask questions. <laughs> Aaron says Calipari's reason for leaving was his team had a late flight and early game on Saturday when they play Alabama at four o'clock PM. So that was his reasoning for getting ghost in the presser. And look, man, you we 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 talked about it a little bit last episode when Aaron and Jalen were on there. And you know, we didn't go too much, but we hadn't mentioned it just after the Tennessee game, when you don't do your radio show, you know, you trail the entire game. Face the music. Be accountable. You say to the players, I can't hide you, but then don't go and, and hide when you have a tough loss and you still have you know media obligations. You gotta go out and you know answer a few questions. Go do radio for the fans. Uh, just a bad look and 
You know, we, we've seen it before and it happened again down there in Baton Rouge. Um, so, an, an L that we, you know you have to go down there and play. But when you get up 15, you, you just can't let LSU off the hook like that. And that's exactly what Kentucky did. Um, a couple other things. I'm going to veer away from Kentucky football, Kentucky basketball rather. And a couple of things just to, to bring out that I didn't on the other episode. One, we got to go to the high school basketball, because y'all know I'm from Harlan County, Kentucky. Um, if I was in high school now, I'd be, you know, Harlan County Black Bears. So i got to say congratulations to Trent Noah, who plays for the Harlan County Black Bears. And is committed to South Carolina. You know, when he finishes up his high school basketball, he broke the record for scoring for Highland County. Uh, that record was held by Charles Thomas. Trent is, you know, closing in on 3,400 career points. Charles, for you old enough to remember, like myself, was Mr. Basketball State of Kentucky in 1995. Went on to play at Minnesota. Played on that 97 Minnesota team that played Kentucky in the Final Four. And Kentucky went on to play Arizona in the National Championship game. Um, Trenton Charles got to chop it up when Harlan County played at Harlan the other day. So congratulations to Trent Noah. Uh, wish him all the best as he heads on to South Carolina. Hope he doesn't go all Chris Lofton on us when he gets down there to Columbia and comes back to play the Cats as a member of the South Carolina Gamecocks. Um, the second thing I want to hit too. Uh, Aside from Kentucky basketball and the loss to LSU tonight, Eli Gold, the longtime voice of Alabama football, uh, article came out, Tuscaloosa News, as well as other places, other outlets, is not returning to Alabama next year. Uh, not going to be calling the games next year. Been the voice of Alabama since 1988. But it brought out that he was, quote, not retiring from broadcasting, which is odd. So is he not being brought back? Has he been forced out? You know, people that are Alabama and cover it a lot more closely than we are would, would maybe know the ins and outs of what's going on. But, you know, Kaywood Lefford here retired on his own terms. There was no K Wood hasn't retired from broadcasting and is gonna go do broadcasting somewhere else. He retired and he he retired. Ralph Hacker retired. Same thing. Um Ralph didn't quote not retire from broadcasting when he retired from UK Sports Network. And pretty safe to say when Tom Leach decides to retire Tom will retire. So to see that Eli Gold is not being brought back, I don't know everything, but it just looks a little mm, for, you know, Saban retired when he chose to. And I mean, nowhere does it say that Eli Gold had to go when Saban left, but just to see that Eli Gold is not retired from broadcasting, that's mm, just a little bit odd to see. But, uh, so the uh, I think it's Chris Blair, Chris Stewart. I can't remember the Alabama 
put a play guy for basketball, but he will get to step over and do the football as well. But mm, you thought Eli might be able to leave whenever he wanted to. But that's you know everything I wanted to cover. A quick post game wrap up. And Kentucky's got uh, some bouncing back to do against Alabama. Hopefully they are able to get some consistency and get an identity and stick with it. Don't have many games left in the regular season. March is coming fast. If you got to be built for March, you got to start acting built for March right now. But uh, that'll close it out. Appreciate everybody that's going to take the time to listen. Appreciate everybody that listens to each and every one of our episodes. Part of the Believe Network. Go to Believe.com and subscribe. YouTube, Believe Podcast Network, Believe in Kentucky Podcast. Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Follow us there at all those places. For the homies, Aaron Gershon and Jalen Whitmore, my name is Vinny Hardy. And we'll be back next week with another episode of Believe in Kentucky on the Believe Podcast Network. I'll see you later. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.